Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Sex Education Nation podcast, where we rip open the textbook and examine all things sex education. Open up the conversations and get real about how we learn about the birds and the bees. beautiful day, calm waters. I had a great interaction this morning with a local uh, Belize, Belizean. Uh, it's a good little story. So I took the golf cart that we rented and was going to explore the island a little bit. I heard you could get some, uh, well, let's just say brand name uh, tumblers. I don't think they're like legit, but they're like 15 bucks rhymes with uh netty yeah i heard you can get them for 15 bucks so i uh, started driving north of the island um around a corner and they have these big speed bumps to keep people from just totally uh racing around and uh you slow down for them and so i'm slowing down and speed up and i see a dude uh asking for a ride on the other side of the speed bump and I pull over and I, he has, he's like, uh, are you going to the secret beach? And, uh, I mean, it's hard to understand cause he speaks English, but it's, uh, with an accent, a Belizean accent. Um, and I'm like, no, I'm just looking for these, uh, rhymes with netty, uh, tumblers, uh, to buy. And, oh, I know where that is. Come, you know, come with me, come with me. And so he jumps in the the golf cart with me, and we go about five minutes up the road and pull into a store. And uh, we go in, and sure enough, whole wall covered with these uh, tumblers. Um, super nice guy. His name is uh, Omar. He's 34, uh, born and raised and lived on the island uh, his entire life. And we get these coolers, and I'm like, okay, Omar, I'll, I'll take you up to the secret beach. And uh, we have this great conversation on the way up there about what, what life is like in Belize. Now, he could have been just telling me stuff. You know, it's hard to know if people are really telling you the truth, but I'm pretty trusting, so... We have a conversation about what it's like growing up, and I asked him how much uh, school he had been to here at Belize, and uh, he said he uh, didn't go to high school, which they call college here, but he did go to uh, primary, and basically that's about sixth grade education. So Omar has about a sixth grade education, and he's 34, and he lives on the island. Uh, He is an artist and he makes wood carvings uh, and works uh, at Secret Beach uh, making the wood carvings. So as we're driving along, I'm asking him questions about, I'm telling him who I am and what I'm doing. And and uh, I ask him if, you know, he's married and no, he's not married. Uh, he's single and he likes being single. Uh, and I asked him, well, is that what most men do in Belize? They're single and and he's like, well, it really just depends on the relationship. 
and whether it's a he used the word love whether it's a love relationship or whether it's just a relationship and I asked him if he had any kids and he said yeah he's got a daughter uh, she lives on the mainland uh, we're on an island and, and he doesn't get to see her very much but it's her 8th birthday on Monday and she's 8 lives on the island she lives with his mother and I asked him well, where is you're not married where's the the mom of your daughter and he's like, oh, she lives on the island too. So the daughter basically being raised by his mother on the mainland somewhere. And it's a lot cheaper on the mainland. This is a pretty touristy area uh, where a lot of, sounds like a lot of Belizeans come to work. They can make good money. Uh, but a lot of them grew up on the mainland. So he has a daughter. And... Uh, I was asking him, well, is that what men do in Belize? Do they go with a, a girl and a date a girl and have a relationship and then have a baby and then move on? And he was like, well, it depends on the relationship. And if they do, uh, it's just the way. And he says, sometimes, sometimes it's not the man. He says, sometimes it's the woman who decides to have a, another relationship with somebody else and cheats on the man. Which I thought was interesting. Um, so he said that that's kind of how the relationships work. And then he's talking about his love. His love of his life, he says. He said I, he was in love, but his love of his life uh, named Marie passed away, died uh, 90 days ago. And you know, again, I couldn't tell if he was actually telling the truth or whether he was just looking for some money. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it was sad. You know, and the way he said it was—if he was—if he was lying, he was really acting really, really good. But uh, he was uh, saying he told me the story that she died ninety days ago of cirrhosis of the liver. He says she was a drinker, and so she died in her thirties because of how much she had drank and that she died uh, in his arms and he almost was crying when he was saying it. Well, he said that, I asked him, well, tell me about it. That sounds awful. I'm so sorry. And he said, well, we were in a hotel room waiting to go to the hospital and she didn't make it. The vein from her heart to her brain popped. And that she died because of cirrhosis of the liver. It's kind of sad. We just drove along for through the mangroves for a while. Uh, and he's like, yeah, she was, she was the love of my life. Uh, I miss her. And her name was Marie. Well, as we got closer to the secret beach, um, which I guess is not so secret anymore as there were lots and lots of people there, um, he showed me around, told me where the places where you know, the good places to eat or hang out and looked like a pretty sweet place. And uh, we parked uh, and I gave him 10 bucks Belizean 
uh, for showing me around. Almost, he was like a little guide. It was awesome, uh, and he was grateful. Uh, said he was hungry, so he was going to get a plate of food uh, with the ten bucks. Um, yeah, so that's Omar uh, from Belize, thirty-four year old. I asked him in terms of how much sex education he had gotten, uh, and he said he started in primary school. Uh, taught him about uh, puberty. Uh, he even mentioned that they talked about condoms and that they did did teach him some things. Uh, and I think that would be about 14 years old, 15 years old. Uh, and so it's kind of similar to the U.S. in terms of that in middle school we spend a little bit of time about puberty and talking about uh, contraception and growth and human development uh, we don't spend a ton of time and it doesn't sound like they do down here in Belize either and I was driving across the causeway from the big mangrove swamp back to the island I just it's hard to imagine growing up in a place so beautiful but yet so difficult to really get anything past a sixth grade education you got to have money uh, high school costs money thousand dollars a year uh, it's hard it's got to be hard and I imagine that's one of the reasons why um, there are so many young teenage moms in the country I mean even when you're driving down the road you pass moms carrying babies and they're not the moms are not that old uh, well, that kind of concludes my first, uh, or that kind of concludes my morning drive, uh, looking for some <laughs> rhymes with Neddy <laughs> cups for 15 bucks a piece. Uh, and from Omar, I uh, learned a lot about, uh, what, what it's like, uh, trying to live in a country, um, like Belize, where culturally, uh, it's very different than ours. Omar mentioned that at school, he one of the things he didn't really like about it, um, although he didn't really complain about it either, um, he just said that you pray, that school and church are very, very intertwined, and you pray four times a day. Um, and I was surprised at that. I was like, you mean everybody prays? And he's like, oh, yeah. The class puts their hands together, and they all say the pray together, and that happens every school uh, four times a day, which is fascinating to me. I mean, it's a very religious-based. Well, and is that part of why there are so many young teen mothers in the country? Is because of that religion, or is it in spite of, or in rebellion of the religion? Um, it's hard to know. Uh, that's one of the things that uh, I think when I get a chance to talk with another local Belizean about that, um, and how I'm curious of how religion ties into how much, uh, how uh, comprehensive the sex education is. Uh, in high schools and is it because of the religion uh, or is there another reason
And that, my friends, is the story of The Secret Beach and Omar, a powerful reminder that access to comprehensive, inclusive sex education is not just a right, it's a necessity. It empowers individuals, strengthens communities, and paves the way for healthier futures. We love you all, and thanks for joining us here on Sex Education Nation. And hey, while you're out there changing the world, remember to take care of yourself too. Your well-being matters, and informed choices lead to healthier and happier lives. Until next time, stay clean, stay sober, and if you're sexually active, use protection.